do. Welcome back, everybody, to a special episode, number 56 of the Roses and Rhetoric podcast. Of course, you'll know right away I'm joined by my charming co-host, Joseph Stanford. But you're probably wondering who the third participant is. For those of you who have been with the show for a long time, you know that we are desperately looking through the rank and file of who's who to find a general manager for our intramural softball team. Joining us today is Porter Olstadt, interviewing for that position. Porter, a little bit of background before we hop into the interview. All right. Well, uh, currently I am a, an active member and a starting left center fielder on the intramural kickball team. It is a uh, Friday night beer league, non-competitive, but we do throw fists. Bare knuckle brawls at the end if there's a tall, you know, tie up, anything like that. Um, currently, I'm working in a position where I scream at children all day uh, as a swim coach. Very strong passion I have. Um, and in my spare time, I do work as a teacher. Before hopping into the interview, let's talk about the uh, social dynamics of the beer league. Um, obviously, competitive environment. A lot of alpha males going for top spot. What do you do to stand out among the crowd? Well, I uh, my best go-to move, sliding head first into third. But before I do so, I loosen up the gym shorts to make sure it all comes out. That's what I'm wanting here. All coming out. And, of course, it'll all be coming out today during the course of this interview. We're here to learn a little bit about Porter, about what makes him a good candidate for the position, and ultimately to build a strong softball team go when you're ready our first question for porter okay uh before getting into origin stories let's set the stage for our audience <laughs> who do we have with us no 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 <laughs> we already did that question Joe. <laughs> number two <laughs> all right second well, question. you know if 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 i wouldn't mind yes uh, yes, yes. all wouldn't mind can i can i open with a question for you about the position here that's fine we can do that sure all right well you know, I, I had one prepared for you, Jimmy, but I, I, you did find a date with your razor, so I appreciate that. Um, Thank you. But, but Joe, you know, the, the Aquaman slash Jesus look, it's, it's not employable. I don't know, man. I was going for more of the Randy Johnson look. I feel like that's a, okay. So there, there, all right. That's that there. You led me right to where we were going is what were you, what were you going for there? And why is this just, it's tragic. <laughs> the stringy, greasy hair. The mustache, the 98-mile-per-hour fastball. Yeah, it's, it's all in the arsenal. Well, not to mention that beautiful painting behind Joe that he must want out of the claw machine out of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, it was a big claw for a big painting. Big claw for a big painting and for a big path. Porter, let me actually move on to our real first question for this interview. I know you best as a... Um, a person with the gift of gab, a, uh, a heckler par excellence. And I know that you honed this craft in high school. Tell us a little bit about that journey of honing the craft of heckling in high school. Some uh, memories you may have and some of the challenges you face uh, practicing that craft at a Catholic high school. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I definitely attribute this skill to not being bolder, but being able to toe that line and you know if somebody's got big ears you go with the dumbo if somebody's got you know little overweight pillsbury, pillsbury doughboy is always a solid contender um 
you know, it's just, it's practice and it's confidence. You know, my best, my best story as a heckler is actually at a, at a U of A baseball game. It was uh, against ASU near the end of the season. They needed to win the game, so it was pretty big. Uh, my uncle and I we arrived probably about four and a half innings late and decided, hey, you know what? We've got general admission, but there's two seats right behind home plate, maybe two rows behind the fence. Let's just go sit there for as long as we can. Well, a couple of beers later, I'm heckling as I normally do. And the crowd around, I notice, starts to laugh a little bit. Then we get bombarded by another drunk guy that just starts throwing out your mom jokes. You've got to be original. Yeah. He gets tossed. I keep heckling. And uh, pretty soon, one of the security guys comes down and says, can I see your tickets? I said, oh, I accidentally threw them away when I had a receipt. Yada, yada. He's like, these aren't your seats. Well, no, they weren't my seats. And he said, well, here's the problem. Normally, we'd be all right with it. But you're getting picked up on the live feed broadcast being... <laughs> on our local radio stations of Brian Jeffries. So, you know, as Brian Jeffries is calling his games as he normally does, you've got me in the back. Hey, you better, you better just take a time out. Bullpen's got to warm up. They got to warm up. I'm feeling the breeze. You know, just, you gotta, you gotta keep it light and family friendly. If, you know, little tangent there. Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> so, so avoid the, your mom jokes and you can still stay in. That's what, it. That's a big no with that. Did uh, did you uh, make friends with Brian Jeffries? Did they relocate you? Did you uh, tone it down? Um, as as we were uh, exiting on our last return, I had about four people offer me their tickets, and they were going to go to the general admission area so I could just stay and end up heckling. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but we you know we, we took our pass, left in a in a moment of glory, and stayed on top. Wow, very impressive. What do you think? One of, one of my favorite go-tos while, I, while I'm on the subject and thinking about it is, you know, if somebody smaller statute, you ask them if it's their age or their shoe size when they're, when they're up to bat, that's always a good one. That's always a classic. <laughs> I always like when you, when you would ask players very politely, but you would basically, you would warn players that their thongs were hanging out. You would just let them, and, would, and that was really more of just for their own bearing. You know, that was just all for their own benefit. Yeah, it's well, you're just being friendly at that point. Yeah, and you know you've won at a high school basketball game when the opposing team runs up the court flipping you the bird. Yeah. So that's you know that's that's how you know you're in their head. Game over. And it's a really it's all about getting in their head. Everybody knows it's ninety percent mental on the on the field. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about. Um, any close encounters you may have had? You're just talking about this, but any. any as a, as kind of a, you know, amateur heckler, have you ever had any close encounters with violence? Have any, has anybody ever threatened you and anybody after a game? Have you ever felt scared leaving a game after heckling somebody? No, I typically pick my environment wisely. You know, I've had a, I've had a few people to tell me to shut the fuck up. And I said, what's wrong? Did I hurt your feelings? And you usually come back with a lighthearted joke just to belittle them. And then you've get the support of the crowd and, you know, power in numbers. But, you know, if, if it came down to it, Let's do it. Let's do it. We already heard earlier on you're not afraid to throw some fists at the uh, kickball field. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that as well. All right. I think we're ready for uh, question number three, which is a nice segue from the closed fist. So violence has been a theme on this show recently. 
<laughs> I'm a few episodes behind, so I, I don't know. But anyways, continue. <laughs> so I, I just want to very I just want to follow up on this. Has the close fist ever made any contact? Um, some other candidates applying for this role, such as Brian Anderson, have been known to get in full fledged fist fights. Has that a has that ever happened to in your situation? There's been a couple of times. Um, one was outside of a bar. We ended up getting somebody kicked out because they were just being an ass to us. And yeah, he waited outside the bar. And I, as soon as I saw him engaged, um, you know, that's, that's about it. I tend to avoid those types of conflicts, but you know, if it, such things arises and there's a necessity, let's, I'm all for it. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, right? Never <laughs> fight, but if fight, when? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the dual mandate that the heckler has, entertaining the crowd and distracting the other team. I'd like to hear a little bit about the thought process you engage in during the game. What do you care more about, getting in the other team's head or entertaining the crowd? You know, it's, it's hard to differentiate between the two because if you're doing a good job, the crowd has got a good belly laugh going while the other team is just steaming in their panties. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where I guess, you know, the whole goal is to distract the team away from what they're doing, but, you know, along the way, if you can get a good laugh, it just adds to the confidence and the, the heckles just keep rolling. I want, I want to talk about if a team isn't really doing how, you know, they're not playing to their full potential and the heckling of the other team just isn't working. Um, what about the referee? Is the referee fair game? Is that an effective way to heckle? What, what <laughs> you know, it's there's an unwritten rule, and pro sports have put in fines for complaining about the referees. No, I, they're fair game. They're a part of the game. They're a part of the field. They're, you know, if, if they're making bad calls, they need to know about it. If they're robbing somebody of their opportunities, they need to know about it. Um, you know, you, don't, you stay away from the personal attributes of a, of a, uh, referee or umpire, you, you tend to stay away because they're typically overweight, out of shape, and can barely run 15 yards. Um, but, you know, the eyes are always a good one, telling them that their parents don't love them. Um, you know, just certain things to kind of cut deep and let them know you're watching them too. Okay. I, I definitely agree with that. I might, you know, the referee is on the field. You know, if you're on the field, let the boys play. That's always been my rule. Um, so we've talked a little bit about heckling during baseball and during similar events. Um, Jimmy, I know that you, I wouldn't quite call it a heckling event, but, uh, I think you did make a halftime spectacle at a, at a high school basketball game. Yes, I did. Um, do you want to just touch on that briefly and explain what happened before we proceed to the next question? Well, sure. I mean, I would say one thing that I, that I share with Porter is a love of showmanship. I love showmanship. I love when people are willing to make themselves the center of attention. Um, I was at a high school basketball game and I was actually with Porter at this game who, as I remember, was doing a great job heckling the other team and halftime came about and some of the members of the other school went out into the court during halftime, began dancing around, having a good time. I thought, well, that doesn't seem fair to me. It was an away game. Our school was the away team. So I thought, well, if they can dance on their court, I'd be able to dance on their court as well. And I did. Dancing, having a good time, 
began taking my clothes off, as is customary in many cultures, I'll point out. And then they turned the music off and I fell to the floor, symbolizing at that point the death of art. Now here you are stopping the music and stopping my performance. Now at this point, their security removed me from the venue, which I felt was a little aggressive, mm -hmm. a, little, a, a little bit of an overreaction. And at this point, I was a little scared because I thought I'd never really been in that much trouble before. But lo and behold, the next day at school, the principal came over to me, asked me if I was the person who danced on the uh, court during halftime, to which I confessed immediately. He shook my hand, wished me a good rest of the day, and we had a friendship ever since then. You know, I consider that a one. Well, the homeschool, right? No, the principal of, 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 of our school. The next okay. day at school, this happened. And, uh, and uh, to me, that was a wonderful moment. And, uh, you know, the beginning of a, of a, of a, uh, of a friendship and um, one that I cherish to this day. Good old smiling Jim. Well, because I, I mean, really, I think if you're going to allow kids to parade around and, you know, act in buffoonery, it ought to be equal, equal time, as it were. If the, if the home team can do it, the away team can do it. I don't believe in favoritism. And so, you know, to me, to, to turn the music off was aggressive. And then to remove me from the venue was just so dramatic. Right. And, did they let you put your clothes on first or did they just haul you out? Well, they, they, they handed me my clothes. They handed me. Otherwise, it would have been theft. And I would have pressed charges. As it was, it was simply just a removal from the venue. But again, I thought that was an overreaction. Paul Miller fashion, I guess. Yeah, that's, a, that's bad sport ethics. I Which team was this? I can't remember. I'll, I'll remind you off here. I don't want to give away any school names. <laughs> there. During, during the recording. It was a good game, though. You were having a good time there. For people who are wondering what we're trying to accomplish on today's show, I'll just remind you that we are, in fact, interviewing Porter for the GA position of, uh, of our intramural softball team. We're having a heck of a time doing it. Um, Porter, let me ask you our last written question, and then we'll try to fill the time with uh, spontaneous thoughts as they enter into our head. Baseball seems like the ideal sport for heckling due to all the breaks in the action. Have you had success in other arenas? Many different arenas. You know, baseball and softball are always a good go-to. I was recently at the uh, Cardinals-Vikings game, um, and I decided to go after Matt Prater, the kicker. Um, and being, you know, the away team in a home stadium, luckily we were about seven rows back. So I definitely know he could hear me and tell him how, you know, he sucked on the Lions and he's going to continue to suck on the Cardinals. Um, once I'd had my fun with him, I moved on to A.J. Green and, ex you know, explained to him that he needed to retire and that he was washed up and he couldn't run with the best of them anymore. Um, you know, I can't I can't say that I was one of my most successful ventures, but I did get a good few belly laughs from the uh, home crowd and I'll have to I'll have to take to social media to see if any of the any of the star athletes had actually heard me because it is you know quite a large event and quite a large venue but I do have some carry to my voice so who knows and you said you were there with your, your dad right at the game uh, my dad was there I was actually sitting with my uncle who um, interestingly enough was with me at that U of A game okay um, my dad was, he was in the press boxes that game. Or not the press box, but one of the sky boxes. So that's my next question is, is heckling a multi, a generational talent? Like, does it, is it run in the family? Is there the, the bug, the gene? <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say as much so heckling, but definitely that slapstick humor that, you know, 
let you know when your drawers are hanging out kind of mentality. Um, you know, I frequently pass my dad where our paths cross on our morning commute. Um, you know, one lane road each way when I'm heading to work and he's heading out for the day. Um, <clears throat> got a new car with a, a sunroof and he rolls his window down and we greet with the bird every morning. And it's just, you know, it's a great way to start the day. I like that. That's some good old fashioned family fun. Um, I think, I think one thing I I'm, I'm curious Porter is, uh, how you survived during COVID given the, uh, banishing of kind of in-person sports. I mean, I would imagine you're definitely excited to see venues open up again and, you know, to see kind of a social atmosphere return, but is it, is it the same? I mean, when, when you're, when you're watching a, a venue at home, when you're on the, and it's on the television, I am, I talk during sports games. I'm sure you do as well, but I, I imagine that for all the fun you have of making fun of somebody on the television screen, it's never as fun as uh, being in the venue themselves or the person you're heckling has a real chance at hearing your insults. Yeah. It's just not the same, whether you're in a bar or at home or some other venue to watch it's just it's not the same you need the smell of the grass the smell of sweat and beer in the air you need you need the ambiance to really hone in on those skills yeah speaking of uh go ahead go ahead and cut me off that's fine go ahead (laughs) sorry jim snooze you lose speaking of the uh smell of beer and sweat in the air uh, a common question that we ask the applicants for this position is uh because as you know the gm role is to provide snacks for the team uh, yeah. What what type of snacks would, would you consider bringing to the team if you were hired for this role? Well, you know, we'll have to double check into the rules and see how blatant we can be about this, but it would probably have to be some sort of a three or four course event. We'd have to start off with jello shots, um, continue on with shots of Everclear, maybe, you know, something on the lighter side for the, uh, it's co-ed, correct? Correct. Just to make sure. Yeah, maybe a little vodka or something on that and through the end there. Um, Got to have your salty. So we'd go with some peanuts, maybe some popcorn, something like that. Um, and post game, you know, we ended off jello shot. That's, you know, pretty, pretty way to do it. That's a, that's a great way. That's how we do it with the kickball. Um, it's a great way to just build camaraderie and loosen up. I, I like that. I'm, I'm a big believer in snacks uh, myself. And I, I, I thank Joe for reminding us about that. Um, let's talk about building teams. You mentioned that, that you're a coach. We've been talking a lot about your, your aptitude as a heckler, but also let's, let's touch into your aptitude on, on, on leadership in, in the sports arena. What are the, what are the, the key areas of building a strong team? You know, what, are, what are some themes that we can use to really rally our team behind? Vengeance you know, the blood feud, you know, these kind of strong, you know, themes. What, what can we use to, to encourage the best of our players? You know, and this is, this is a great question. I appreciate, I appreciate the thoughtfulness put into this, but you know, my, my motto and mentality with my teams is rub some dirt on it. You know, you, you get a scratch, you rub some dirt on it. You get knocked down, you rub some dirt on it. You know, you have a, you have a rough night, you have to get a haircut and you start crying about it. You rub some dirt on it. It's just, yeah. you got to build up the toughness, you know, win or lose. You got to just rub some dirt on it. Buy a new shirt, rub some dirt on it. That was my, my grandfather's advice. When you get a new truck, hit it with a hammer. I, I hope he never did that, but he is no longer with us. <laughs> I forget, I forget who it was, but the <clears throat> had a new pair of shoes and, uh, 
decided they were just too bright and too shiny. And he just dragged his feet around in the dirt and started throwing dirt on his brand new white shoes. And I was just, I was impressed. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I said, what are you doing that for? Well, they're just too shiny. So that's, that's the way we went. Dirt on it. I like that. I like that. Maybe that can be our motto, Joe, rub some dirt on it. We are playing on a softball, field, plenty of dirt around. Um, Joe, do you have any other questions for, for Porter? Yeah, how about, how about the uh, participation awards? What's your philosophy on particip participation awards? That's a good question. You know, you all gotta, you've got to walk away with something, and I think your participation awards needs to be memories. And, you know, if you're at the bottom of the barrel, you need to remember that sting of loss. As far as giving somebody an award or something like that, I think, in all honesty, there's no better slap in the face than, hey, kid, you got last. Here's a trophy. Right. So, you know, I, I, I'm all for the participation. Had some dirt on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, you know, because it's just you see that trophy and it's just a sting of how much you sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's always my thought when I look at all my participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we we alluded to it earlier but this will be a uh, a co-ed team with boys and girls um what would you do as a gm to ensure good team cohesion between the females and the males on the team well you gotta in mind that joe's wearing that hat <laughs> he hasn't decided which side he's on yet <laughs> was it a little too fresh does it need some dirt on it first <laughs> some dirt on that hat joe some dirt on it well it's too bright <clears throat> I'm all for it, but if you're if you're not willing to pack a lip, then you're not you're you're not material for this team. You get it, you know, long cut. Your pick your choice, pick your flavor. What let's about let's get a spit. Pardon what, me. What about the zins? Are the zins permissible? <clears throat> you know, only if you're really trying to conceal it. Mm. But you know, I'd much rather see a fat knot and juicy juicy jaws. Juicy Jaws, that's a that's Jim's old nickname from back in the day, right? Yeah, but it was from Juicy Fruit. <laughs> Different kind of addiction. Right, a sh short-lived addiction. Short-lived. Well, it was, you know, not the best gum, but not the worst. Um, Joe, any other questions for our for our uh, our guest? Or <laughs> I don't know, Jim. I think you got I think you got one more question for him. Well, I, I just want to know, Porter, you know, in, the, in this great game of life, when, when we're playing it, when we're playing these sports, when we're playing it intramural sports, I really I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the concept of the rivalry. I'm, I'm fascinated by the by the concept of the the, the never ending battles that, that exist in our in our great histories. You know, ASU, U of A, um, good and evil, however you want to phrase it. I, I believe that these rivalries serve an important an, an important function in all sports teams. And I'm really curious to know if, uh, you know, as we begin our team, are you going to foster that kind of that kind of rivalry in our team against an, another group? You know, I <clears throat> I'm all for rivalries, but I think the most important part of a rivalry is the history of the rivalry. Why ASU will always be scum to me is the sense that they mocked Lute Olson the week after his wife had passed and he was coaching classless classless. The fact that their mascot is a devil. Yeah. Literally the colors are maroon and yellow classless. You just, 
it, it just, it gives you just a dirty feeling on the inside. Um, and while I won't go looking for a rivalry, I won't forget. I like that. I like that. And yeah, I, I think that's a good thing to remember that in the context of intramural sports, right and wrong exists. There are good guys and bad guys. And we should remember this in all of our, in all of our pursuits in life, just as true on the softball field as it is on the battlefield. There, there is good and evil in this world. And it's important to be on the right team. And Porter, I, if we make you the offer, I hope that you pick the right team, which would, which would of course be us. Definitely top of my list as it stands right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's narrowed down to a short list now, but you're still riding at the top there, you know, with, the producers contacting me for this. I was just ecstatic. Um, just couldn't wait to get on with you guys. Uh, I've enjoyed your, your banter and your, <clears throat> your conversations. Um, you know, I, I will always remember. Some uh, technical difficulties here. Seems we might have. Frozen. Just stuck with me. I mean, you're going to become an adult. Are we up? Are we back? Yeah, we're good. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of those things that I've had to move on from my life with a backpack. Now, traveling when you're on an airplane, backpack is a go-to. You need to have free hands to carry the 900 different things that you pick up in an airport. Um, but, but as far as you know, going to work, the briefcase is it's it's the move. It's the way to go. It's you know, I feel like you're you're looked down upon by your coworkers when you're coming with your backpack and your Batman lunchbox to work, you know, it's just, you've, you've got to up your game a little bit. Yeah. Talk about low class. Have you made the switch? <laughs> no, I'm, still, I'm still on the rolly backpack. <laughs> the rolly backpack. Function. <laughs> um, I, I had another question. Sure. We were, let's keep it going. We were talking about maroon and gold and bad colors for uniforms. Porter, I know that you've done some branding for different teams before. You've selected uniforms, you've done logos, you've done, uh, I don't know, maybe even team names. Uh, what kind of ideas would you have for our team in terms of those? Um, well, you know, there's there's always classics that come to mind when you're when you're naming teams. There's always, you know, you I think for intramural sports especially, you've got to toe the line of, of inappropriateness. Um, one of my all-time favorites actually was a, a youth baseball team that I played against as a young child. They were called the Cool Arrows. And, you know, the, the Culero in Spanish roughly translates to an asshole or somebody who likes the asshole. So the, the Culo is, you know, a vulgar term for the, the schwinkter. And, you know, the, the Culeros are, you know, they're the assholers. And I just thought that was just... Brilliant. Prime. Yeah. Got to be, you got to be cultured to understand that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that one actually. That's, uh, that's really good. And I wonder if we can contact that team and see if that name is available. I, I uh, we actually, we are, uh, we went to school with, uh, with one of the players on that team. So we can probably make that happen. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, making a bunch of 12 year olds running around with jerseys saying Culero. That was just <laughs> priceless. <laughs> Only in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to think about the the team name there. You know, there's always uh, <clears throat> Sandy Balls, um, Big Dick Swinging. That's always one of the good one. Um, you know, there's we can we can find some good ones. Um, 
I, I've my uncle's got one that he played on an intramural softball team that they were. Uh, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was pretty good. Might have to be reused. I like it. Very good. Very good. Well, is that uh, Tor? Any any questions for me before we wrap up on uh, today's special GM interview episode? Well, did we did we hit our twenty minute mark, or do we got to ramble a little bit longer? <laughs> <laughs> the ramble free zone yeah no this is all garbage time anyways <laughs> my, my view of the latest episode we might we might be visiting number 56 next week with our other now yeah, this was a lot of fun uh the hunt continues we're definitely narrowing our search as well and porter we're happy that you're still keeping us in the in the running from uh from your other offers um you know ultimately you know i don't i think um you know, we ought to view the world not as a stage, but as a field, a battlefield, a sports field. You know, we're all competing for the same things, glory, pride, and uh, orange slices, or in the case of Porter's team, jello shots. So I want to I thank Porter for being here, for interviewing for this position. Uh, you know, we came to the plate, so to speak, on short notice, and, you know, or we were happy to have him here. Porter, we hope that you had a good time and that you found it informative as well as entertaining. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Uh, you know, I've <clears throat> enjoyed corresponding with your mu musical correspondent. Um, he's asked that this person has asked me to keep it completely anonymous, but I, I have enjo fully enjoyed every album. Um, I have yet to have the uh, your film review throw something out there that I haven't seen. Um, Oh, really? So I've, I, I have enjoyed those as well. You guys oh, do a fantastic you job. You should come on more up because normally we haven't seen the films. So that's yeah. a... <laughs> it's, I, I definitely enjoyed the reviews. I, I enjoy your content. Um, if one suggestion, let's not stretch one book into nine episodes. You'd lost me there a little bit. Um, but other than that, you guys, I've, I really enjoy your podcast and it's, it's great stuff. So thank you for interviewing me for the position here. And I, I continue to be a, a first time, long time. Oh, I love that. First time, long time. And of course, we appreciate the validation of this podcast in the eyes of our viewers. Um, sure to follow us on social media. Follow Joe at Forza4 underscore Squervo on Instagram and Twitter. And follow Roses and Rhetoric. Roses underscore Rhetoric for Instagram and Twitter. As well, until next time, I'm Jimmy Hackett signing off for Joseph Stanford and Porter saying ciao.